you guys. Welcome back. This is part three. Take it away, Moshe. Alrighty. Okay, so um, we essentially discussed the concept of Judaism equaling not a religion, which we identified as a belief or even a understanding of a proof of God, but that remains in a theoretical world. Those things are not what Judaism is about. Rather, Judaism is about the underlying concept and idea that made Judaism last as, as long as it did was because it's an Indian of yidia, of knowledge. And we define knowledge as the experiential reality of a truth. And that being the level that you, that you experience it and therefore it's true to you, nothing less. So, assuming these, the truth of these concepts, there is one more Gemara that we want, I want to bring out that really essentially brings out the issue of how this concept is not taken and has not been taken throughout history. There is a Machlokas in the Gemara and Brachos about the topic of learning versus working. There's a machlokis actually in the Gemara, and this is a hot topic end of itself. Should a person learn all day or should he also work? Or should he only work or should he not learn, right? There's a machlokis. Rabbi Shimon says, you, Rabbi Shimon by Yochai says that you should learn all day. And Rabbi Shimon says that you should work, right? So essentially, Rabbi Shimon says a fascinating thing. He says that in the Pasuk of the Hayaim Shamoa, it says, the Asafta Deganecha, you will gather your grain. And Rabbi Shmuel says that the only time that a Jewish person is ever going to have to gather his own grain is when they are not doing the, the, the lush on the language is they're not doing the Ratzon Shalmakum, the will of God. Right? Now you have to ask yourself. Right? Whenever the Gemara quotes a verse, you have to take it in its context. Right, And the context of Asafta Deganecha is in the second paragraph of Shema. Right? Now, how does the second paragraph of Shema start? Anybody? What is the second paragraph? The second paragraph. The Haya. The Haya. Im Shamoa Tishmu. Right? So it, the whole paragraph starts off where you're actually listening to God and you're loving God and you're doing all the mitzvahs. And somehow, when the Pasuk says, after doing all that, it says, the asafta de ganecha, you'll gather your grain. Rabbi Shimon Yochai, Rabbi Shimon Yochai tells us that's all talking about when you're not doing the will of God. That make any sense to anybody here? Wait, so what you're saying is he's saying that gathering your grain, essentially working, is not doing the will of God. That the when a Jewish person has to do that, that means he's not being He's not doing the will of God, which he essentially is saying that that whole paragraph when he says all that thing, and then it says, and if you listen to everything, you'll gather your 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 crops, right? Rabbi Shimon Yochai tells us that's when you're not doing Ritzono Shalmakum. But where's his, where's his understanding of that? Where does that come from? So that's that's really the question, right? This is an explicit Gemara and Brahms. Where on earth 
could you say, right, David? It's crazy. How can you say that the Pasuk, the verse literally says, and you will listen to Hashem, your God, and then you'll gather your grain. Rabbi Shimon Yochai tells us, no, that's actually when you're not doing the Ratzon of the Makom, of Hashem. That seems to be crazy. What do you mean you're not doing the Ratzon? How does that make sense? It literally says, right? You can look this up. This is Gemara Brachos on 35b. Anybody who's listening wants to verify my sources, that's that's literally where it is. Right? You're not doing the Ratzon Shoma. So this brings us back around to the final understanding of the concept that we've been discussing, how it's expressed. There are two ways that people practice Judaism. One is the religious way, and one is the real way. The Ain Osit. What? <laughs> so basically, what he's going to say is the religious way and the real way? Yes. yes. So you're saying one who's religious is not practicing real Judaism, and one who's practicing real Judaism is not religious? No, I think what he's trying to say I would agree with that. Correct. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I would agree with that. That's correct. I think That's what he's trying to say is the, the goal that, that practice Judaism on a just on a religious term basis are not, not fully. Practicing Judaism. They're not. They're, they're not. They're not. That's that's exactly if, what I'm if saying. I can understand what you're saying is essentially you're saying that when you break it down to just a religious level, your your understanding is just purely a religious aspect of your life. You're not thinking it as a cultural part of your life. You're thinking it as the whole of your life. You're not integrating it as very great. Getting great. That's getting very to it, right? Yeah. So what what do I mean? What does that really mean? What that means is God should be in everything that you do. That right. Very close. Right. Good. Very good. So what that means is like this. You have an agenda, and you have a self, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has an agenda, and he has, not a self, but he has what he wants. A religious person, what does he do? He says, look, God told me to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to listen to God, and I'm going to get heaven, right? So it's schar va'onish, right? And essentially, what he's doing is he's doing mitzvos, but he's doing them for a result that is positive for himself. So you're doing, you're keeping all of Torah mitzvahs. You're wearing tzedes, you're doing everything. You're, you're such an amazing, unbelievable person. But why are you doing it? For your own personal gain? For your gain. Even if that gain is spiritual. Even if it's for Olam Haba. So what you're saying, because this distinction is the religion, what you're saying is someone keeping Judaism religiously is doing it by rote, so to speak. By rote is definitely one of the symptoms, yeah. By rote or just doing it without any understanding at all of what they're doing or any... They're doing it for the sake of doing it. Any experience of self within it. Yediya. Any knowledge of it. Any experience of themselves within what they're doing. Okay? Okay. So you, you create, what you do is, in religion, you create a veil. There is me... There's this God, there are these mitzvahs, you know, these things that I do, and because I do them, I'm Jewish. That's all nonsense. All of the things that you do as a Jewish person must be an expression of who you understand that you are. If they're not, then you're just not, that's that's not Judaism. That's not Judaism, that's religion. You create a separation between your actions and yourself is the underlying problem of religion. Sure. Judaism has no separation between the feeling of who and what you are and what you do. 
That is the underlying difference. And Rabbi Shimon Yochai is telling us something unbelievable. Someone who is really practicing, really doing Judaism, is not concerned with how davening or putting on this or doing that makes him feel, whether he's going to go to heaven or hell. He's actually in a relationship with God, which means that he's now concerned with what God's agenda is for the world, not what he wants from doing the right thing. So, I don't know if you're familiar with this, there's a concept, Chassidus, uh, I believe it originates in Tanya, I believe, of uh, Bittel. You familiar with this concept at all? Yeah, I've heard of it. Bottle, Bittel. Bittel, Bittel. That, that, to me, that's what, that's what you sound like you're saying, correct? Like, one is, is, bittel, is bottled to Hashem completely, so their personal self has nothing to do with their religious uh, meanings. They're doing it because they love God and they're bittled to God. They're connecting to God. Ooh, you're, you're going on a dangerous line. In other words, I'm, the thrust of what I'm saying is that there is no such – there's really – in terms of the reality of the emotion of a person, there is never a situation where there is bittled. In other words, I, am, I should never feel canceled. I should never feel like I'm not – it's not a self-expression for in terms of myself. The choice that you're making is to express yourself in terms of a relationship with God because you love him. So you're actually changing where you express yourself. You're not canceling anything, right? In other words, it's not that there's me, there is religion, and, oh, you want me to do a mitzvah? Uh, okay, fine, I'll do a mitzvah, right? So I'm, what, what happens when you say that is I'm going to cancel myself. I'm not going to do what I feel. Actually, I'm going to adhere right? To something else. That is pure religion. Adherence is pure religion. Self-expression is pure Judaism. The point where it looks like we're, we're, we're canceling ourselves is when we decide to express ourselves within a relationship as opposed to what we think for ourselves is the best thing. That sounds like the contrast between desire and responsibility. Kind of like where if I feel the obligation to do this, not because I want to, but because it's my responsibility to get it done. Correct. Like that, that separation of it's no longer what I desire to do, it's what I want to do. It's now I have to, as a responsibility, get this done. And there's no me in it. Correct. If it's just a responsibility, then you've essentially missed the whole point. Right, you you literally missed the boat. That's that's the idea of it, right? So Rabbi Shmuel says that when you have to gather your grain, that means that you're not doing the will of God. What he essentially is saying is that you can be listening to God, and this is the amazing part, right, guys? This is crazy. You can be listening to God, doing every single mitzvah, wearing all the things, all the things, doing, learning all day and all night, and what you're doing means nothing because you're essentially doing it for a self-serving end so if you haven't created a relationship then you haven't done anything right and this will wrap up with but the bottom line with what this means for a jew in his life is to strike the balance within himself of the points where he feels that he is responsible 
has, he must, he needs to, he has to do any mitzvah or anything that has to do with Judaism, those things have to be canceled. And then he has to begin to work towards expressing himself within everything that he does. You have to be able to enjoy everything that you're doing. You have to express yourself within what you're doing. And then it's actually valid. Otherwise, it's actually fake. Right. Facaded. It's facaded. That's the conclusion. Adherence is, by definition, a facade. If I'm doing something just because you said for me to do it and I'm just listening to what you said, not that I heard what you said, I appreciate what you said, I agree, and I think that I want to express myself within that, and then I do it, that is the definition of doing a ritzono shalmakom, which means that you essentially do the Torah and the mitzvos as they are in God's agenda, not in as what you get from them. But then again, if you think about it, then a lot of times the concept that, that comes down to values. If you think about it, if I do something, it's because out of my 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 beliefs and my values is that this is the right thing. This is the thing that I want to do. Where do you it's think a good your thing. beliefs and values? But that all comes from indoctrination as a child. If you think about it, that concept, the very that very concept is when you're a kid. You are taught right from wrong, this and that. But that's a societal understanding that's given to us by God. That understanding of good and evil. There is a level of this is a comes into a whole nother discussion, but there is a there there's a level of innate morality which does determine actions of human beings. That that it's been proven that is not due to social um, you know, no, being taught. But oftentimes, the name around all those things, it's not really like oftentimes you'll find that won't if, if something comes upon, like let's say an animal comes upon another animal and he's a let's say a, a, a lone wolf, right? Sometimes he'll create a pack or sometimes he'll join a pack with you know these other wolves who don't belong to anything, they create this new pack, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because of mutual benefit. Okay. It comes down to a mutual benefit of if I'm in a group and I, we believe if we hold the same things and believe the same things and establish these pre-sale Correct. rules, okay. we can both survive. But that doesn't have to do with you're not going, now being you're going elsewhere. Though. But yeah, but my point is that you're not born with me, that good or evil. That you're not born with morality. Let me let me ask you a question a little differently. How does one? Okay, you have a child. Child, you go up. You go to shiva. You go to high school. Whatever. When you go to regular public school, whatever situation someone's in, right? mm-hmm. and they they go to school, they're indoctrinated, they're raised with certain religious values mm-hmm. that come from whatever home life they have and what kind of school life they have, mm-hmm. and because of that, when they grow up, they'll more likely end up they're going to have things that they do by rote or they do just because they this is what they're told is what they have to do, mm-hmm. and not because they have this this level of doing it because they've thought about it, agreed with it, and want to do it. Correct. So how is one, especially as a child, supposed to be able to take Judaism like that and turn it into something that say, oh, I'm doing this for me because I agree with this because I want to connect to God? Not even through, just, uh, I mean, how do you do well, you do that through understanding it and breaking it down? Yeah, but not, not even you, you have that. to you make a choice as an adult whether you would like to, especially in our day and age with all the exposure, you have to make a, you make it to make a choice to be committed to what you're doing and if there is no real reason or origin 
in the person that you are for that, then you won't stay committed to it because there are many options, many different lifestyles. And in many times they're actually more beneficial to you on the basic level. So the, you, you wouldn't keep them if it so, wouldn't be for that. So you're saying chuck them out. What? So you're saying chuck it out. Chuck what out? If you don't believe it, you've grown up, you're an adult now, you make a, you've learned about it. You've discovered that this doesn't fit in your real Judaism. You say, okay, I don't do this anymore. If, if it's not, yes, of course. So a guy wakes up, he raises, puts on the phone every day. Okay? Mm-hmm. For those Chabadniks, for Ben and Tom too. Right. Okay? And he wakes up one day and he says, you know, why do I do this? Why don't I keep putting on the phone? Mm-hmm. He, says, okay, he goes, looks into it, decides after looking into it, film's not for him and it doesn't fit into his world of connecting to God and Judaism. He's saying, okay, because of this, you know, just screw it, don't do it anymore. So there is, so this is a point that actually he spoke about earlier. Before I address the point, I will say the following thing, right? I will say the following thing. And this is, this you might view a little bit controversial, but if you decide to do something after establishing with yourself that you have no actual connection to what you're doing, you're actually, you're being destructive to the reality of who you are. So it doesn't mean, I don't think, and I'm going to explain why in a second, that a person should stop doing it. I'm going to explain why in a second. You just said destructive. I'm going to explain why in a second. But I do think that if definitely, if it's, and I'm going to explain why this, why I think this in a second, if it's not something that's a explicit mitzvah in the Torah, it's something that was taught to you as because of a certain thing where you are, you're Ashkenazi, or this, you that, the other, I think that it needs, you need to make sure and reevaluate that you, you are self-expressed in terms of what it is that you're doing. Now, the reason and the difference between the, the mitzvot, right? Doing a basic mitzvah like tefillin, right? And, and something else, a minhag or something that's a chumrah or something that's later, is the reason why you should still do that is because the actions of mitzvot are actually descriptions of and a way of bringing out the reality of who you are. So as opposed to what you think, there is actually certain things that a person is, right? And if he wants to get back to the, the, his most original and real sense of self, he has to do those things, right? So it's kind of like the, a structure within which you can express yourself. If you, if you don't keep to that structure, you're no longer dealing with self-expression. So as opposed to the 330 mitzvahs, as opposed to being ways, specific ways that I feel I can express myself, they're actually the context within which you can express yourself because they define who you are as a human being. They, they make the human being. Wait, so, so what I'm understanding is what you're saying is that these rules or these things that are here define the the understanding of the world so that way you can by you understanding these things you therefore can express yourself correct in other words as opposed to as opposed to them being 
oh, you know, should I decide to take this on or not? It's actually when you do it, you're actually just putting yourself in a position where now you are an Adam, you are a basic person, and now you can go on to evolve, right? That's a big people, big thing people don't know is that Judaism's goal is actually to bring us back to Adam, Harisha, right? To before the whole goal of a Jew is to get back to a person. Before my mind. Before the separation of the waters. I'm not sure. The second pasuk. Well, it's actually the first pasuk of Bereshit. It's in the first pasuk of Bereshit. I believe. The first or the second pasuk. It talks about the two the two waters. Okay. Um, waters so that have I, the years. I just want to say something. Um, I think what we're gonna do now is we'll give two minutes for the table to say whatever they want to say for two minutes and then um, we'll figure out maybe we'll do a a special whatever another episode or something a, a small one or um, questions and answers we'll see based off of our time uh, uh Moshe, you want to say your last stuff closing or, statement or Mendel, you want to say the question okay i just wanted to ask to kind of confirm this I don't know. I was just going to say, um, maybe if, if I'm just understanding, I just wanted to understand the, the concept of tefillin. God gives you the ability to see colors so that, and you choose a color. This is your favorite color. It expresses yourself, but you need the ability to see those colors in order to express yourself. You need to be, you need to be able to have the context through which to look at the world so that you can express yourself, period. Right. Mitzvahs underlying when someone does all the mitzvahs in the Torah, he has now created the structure for himself to be an Adam, to uh, be a human being. Sure. Right? That's the craziest part about it. You're actually now an Adam, you're a person, right? The person that was before the chait, right? And now you can actually choose. There's one thing I really want to know um, for it, and is if someone. Kind of thinks after listening to this. Oh, am I really worshiping God? Am I really being Jewish the way I'm, I'm supposed to? How uh, how how do you know? Or what 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 should you do to um, be fully Jewish? Kind of like in your words. So the way we we I expressed it earlier was that all of the of the mitzvot or the points in Judaism where you are still feeling as if it's an obligation, right? Like, not the reality of it is a chiyah, right? So mitzvahs are your mechuyah do mitzvahs, but in the feeling so that you feel that you're obligated, you the goal is to begin to try to understand those things, so that you begin to say, well, I before I thought like, oh, I just have to come and I have to daven and I have to do this, right? And that was the feeling, but you look into the words that say daven, right? And you start thinking, well, this means this. Oh, wow, that's the translation. Oh, wow, that actually means that. And then you kind of start to understand, wow, this is what I'm actually saying. And this is actually what I'm asking for. And so you begin to find points of self-expression with understanding within the mitzvahs that you're doing. So now it becomes, oh, no, I don't have to, I don't have to come do davening. No, no, I want to come do davening because I understand that I'm expressing X, Y, and Z. And I, and I, I personally have a connection with that. 
because I understand that and identify with that as being something of importance. Kind of like the beginning metaphor where you're like, oh, thank you for letting me be alive. Thank you for letting me be able to function, use the bathroom. Thank you for letting me see. Thank you for giving me, you know, in the morning. Yeah. The, right, that, yeah. the appreciation yeah. of which would come from Right. Which if very... that you would you would be ecstatic to say brachos right. if you didn't take your own existence for granted and all so things that you're thinking for for granted. So basically, you're saying if like your average um, American who doesn't speak hundred percent Hebrew, um, you're saying like you should you, you have to try to figure out a way how you would want to happily go to shul or daven or learn. That's basically how you fulfill being a, a full Jew. Everyone should, everyone should find the meaning in every mitzvah that they do, that meaning for themselves. That's the... You yeah. Be, I basically uh, said that just... Uh, I'm saying, that's just, the... Find just the meaning. That. Uh, yeah, lane, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. For everything, you want to find the meaning for your personal expression to connect to God. Oh, one more last point. Hmm? Last point. There is... <laughs> there is... Actually, the Gemara speaks about this. I don't know why I didn't think about this. But the Gemara says a famous concept that a lot of us know. It says a person should always do Torah mitzvos shelolishma. Yeah. Why? Because this is the one. It... Because mitoch shelolishma. He's not doing lishma. Balishma. Come to lishma. Right. So this actually is a fascinating thing, and as well in Dafus, which is really the answer to everybody's question. The way to do this is the following thing. Every person in this room, right, myself included, has at this point in their life things that they know 100% are where they feel expressed and therefore where they enjoy, right? So whether it be in video games, whether it be in watching movies, whether it be in, right, there's a variety of things that we can all say, yes, 100%, I enjoy that, right? Yes, I feel like, oh, wow, that's so fun for me. Yeah, I do that, right? It could be art, whether it could be, right? So the, the Gemara tells us, do the mitzvos, have in mind when you do the mitzvos, to get yourself or to give yourself for the sake of that thing that you feel is important and you enjoy right now at your level, right? You should have to, you do it shalom lishma, right? So next time you're davening, right? So let's say if it's for, you want your friends to think that you're, you're a better person, right? So have in mind, for your friends to think that you're a better person, do it for that reason. And then you open yourself up while performing the action. So you actually want to do what you're doing because it's somehow going to help you get something that you want right now. And the big sugi that Chazal tell us is that when you do something, right? When you perform an action that's really original to who you are and you're able to excite yourself, to your limited understanding at that point, it will ultimately be able to change you to where you begin to appreciate that action for itself, which is lishma. This right? is amazing. So that's the solution. That's how you do it. Next time you do a mitzvah, as opposed to saying, oh, I, I really want to do it for God. Don't try to fool yourself. Don't try to fool yourself. Say, I know what I want. I'm just some, this is somehow going to get me to that. And then you're going to open your real sense of excitement up while doing the mitzvah. And that is how to begin the process. Thank you, Moshe. Yeah, Everyone, amazing. thank you for listening. If you like hearing Moshe again, if you want to hear hearing Moshe again, just let us know. 
he's he, the guy knows so much like a lot a lot love to pick his brain again you know how to reach us uh our instagram is under zabo jewish topics or you can also search us by jewish topics um we're on spotify um you can if you want to send the podcast to a friend we also have apple apple podcast and google podcast we're also starting a youtube channel so a lot of a lot of cool things um and yeah hopefully you enjoyed it see you guys next sunday